You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you there are some things on peloton that like i bought it and my wife and I bought it and I said, oh, yep, I'm going to use this as a bike. And then I actually have been shocked, like I never did it before. I've gotten really into yoga. Oh. Um, so I do a lot of the yogas, especially after a long day like oh, in bet. the operating room where if you had a personal trainer or somebody or anybody who had anything to do with posture or whatever, and they saw the way we stand for long periods of time, yeah, you're like, yeah, you probably need an adjustment or chiropractor or something. So. And I am not a flexible person by nature, and I've never been a stretcher in the sense of like, well, I'm going to warm up and then stretch and then go for a run. It was just like, no, open the door and go, and then not probably do what I should have been doing afterwards. But I've really gotten to appreciate doing yoga. I don't think I'd ever do yoga in a group because I probably look so ridiculous, but I don't mind doing it with the door closed. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 260. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hello. Hi. So uh, you had your big uh, Olive and June slumber Manny, party. Manny Masterclass. There we go. Not a slumber party. Well, I like to think of it as a slumber party. It's like <sighs> girls all hanging out, doing their nails. <laughs> Look, my nails are done. Look, it's still, it's still sticking around. Yeah, because but- Olive and June lasts a really long time. <laughs> That's why I love them. We didn't even practice that. People are like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's not an ad when you truly love them, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you you uh, hang on. Let me, we have a, a screenshot of your uh, slumber party. <laughs> yeah, this was at the very end. A bunch of people had already hung up, so <laughs> we didn't get everybody's nails. But, uh, but yeah, everybody showed the different colors they did at home. And the lady in the upper left-hand corner's name was Sarah. She was the one from Olive and June who was actually doing her nails. And she used Larchmont, which was perfect because it was the same shade as the Peloton logo. Yes, that was on purpose. Look at that. <laughs> 
Good to know. Yep. And it's not an ad, but if you wanted to get your own Olive in June, you can you can absolutely do that at uh, oliveinjune.com slash TCO. 20% off, I do believe. Look at that. Mm-hmm. So what else are we supposed to talk about here? We're supposed to talk about this weekend. Oh, yeah. You're going to L.A. I am. It's a little little sneaky jaunt off to L.A. I'm going by myself. Sans Tom. This I can't even remember the last time I traveled without you. It would have been like for work. Yeah. So that would have yeah. been like five years ago. Yeah. So I'm going to L.A. And the You Get To crew is doing a meetup. Carissa Bodner from... You might recognize that name. She is the owner, creator of Thrive Cosmetics, and she put together a You Get To crew meetup in LA. So I am totally stoked about that. Also, there's a few other people that I'm getting to see, and I'm very excited. (laughs) Pictures will be coming. So that uh, an excuse to follow you on the Instagram. Yeah, if you want to see my surprise visits. <laughs> yeah. You know, we should also talk real quick while we're just doing some house cleaning stuff about the meetup we're having in St. Louis. Yeah, in October. October. Yes. Yeah, we still have tickets for that. If you want to go to the uh, Yacht Rock concert. that you can sit in the suite, in a, food and in drink. In a fancy suite or as fancy as the I family mean, arena gets. But St. Charles, Missouri. Let's right, make it crazy. So. <laughs> Check your expectations. <laughs> but, but it is very nice. Yeah. It is very nice. And, and, and we should say that there's been a lineup change. Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. So uh, Pablo Cruz has dropped off the bill. Mm-hmm. But what that means is instead we've replaced Pablo Cruz with two acts. So now you get the babies. Which, uh, what's their song? So every time I think of you, Midnight Rendezvous. Like they had. I know these songs. Yeah, I just like don't know the babies these songs. had a lot of hits. And then you also get John Ford Coley. Ooh. From England, Dan and John Ford Coley. So that's like... Uh, All your Dan Seals stuff. Re- yeah, really love to see you tonight. Yeah. And I'm not talking about moving in that song. And, yeah. And, uh, Goodbye, girl. I think yeah. that's one of theirs. And, not so. to mention, we're going to just do other fun things. Yeah, so totally. If, if you want to come and you don't want to go to the concert, let us know that, too, because we'll have like a separate list for those people. Yeah. And uh, we would love to see you in either way. So. Totally. So if you want more information about that, you can go to the Clipout group and check events. And it has all the stuff. But yeah, like so it's, we lost Pablo Cruz, but we swapped out a band with like two and a half hits for two artists that have about eight or ten hits. So yeah. we thickened it up. Yeah, so, it's going to be fun. There you go. <laughs> so now that we've done all that, uh, what, pray tell, do you have in store for people this week? Oh my gosh, I have no idea. Let me see. What do I have? <laughs> Sorry, ah! I thought you knew I'd be asking this. <laughs> There's been 260 of these. <laughs> So I think that uh, there's my list. Here we go. Well, John Mills is joining us and we're going to be talking about competitor stuff. There's like this new device that connects to your TV. So we got to talk about that. That's not the guide. Not the guide. It has yeah. nothing to do with Peloton and uh, Echelon's up to something. So we got to talk about that. Okay. Um, and then uh, there is a ton of instructor news. So many things we got to hit. Uh, not to mention just Peloton news. We got to talk about all that. Okay. So. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave a review if you would be so kind. You can also uh, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group and uh, check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the clip out where you can watch all of these episodes. And if you want to get all the articles and stuff we mentioned sent to you in one easy to use digest, uh, sign up for our newsletter at theclipout.com, which comes out weekly, typically on Sundays. And it'll just have all the links in there for you so you don't have to go hunting for them. So there's all that. Let's, uh, let's dig in, shall we? Let's do it. Run, lift, and live. 
with John Mills. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube, it's John Mills from Run, Lift, Live. Hey, John, how's it going? Hi. How's it going? It's happening. I love the energy. Although, John, I am a yeah. little disappointed in you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Uh-oh. I... Uh, I don't see a Grandpa Shark shirt. I'm just <laughs> I saying. know. The Grandpa Shark shirt. I would have had to run upstairs. <laughs> and I have, you know, Erica throws all my stuff in this little study downstairs next to my office. And so I, rather than run upstairs, I just... No, it's, no, it's, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. The streak has ended. <laughs> that streak has ended. Oh, no. <laughs> that's okay. Oh, the important no. thing is you are here and you brought your energy. So that's yeah. those All are right. the important characteristics there that we, we require. You <laughs> and your energy. <laughs> okay. All right. And then we're good then. Right. <laughs> we are. We are. Well, I guess let's start with uh with I guess we'll cover a couple of stories that you uh pointed out this yeah, week. The first yeah. is about a new device called Altus? I think. Yeah, Altus is a company that's based in Florida, I guess, <laughs> and oh, Miami. Yes. And I guess one of the folks that are in my group happened to be watching their local news and the local news was doing a story on this product by this company out of that area and it's a company called Altus. I guess they've been creating this product for a couple of years. But what was interesting about it is kind of sounds like the guide. Yeah, it's a device that sits on your TV and it reflects your image on the screen next to instead of an instructor. It's like a computer generated image of a person uh, reflecting what you're doing. And it just allows you to monitor your um, form and it gives you form feedback, The def- that being the difference from the guide. It actually is saying things that tell you, you know, lift your arms and, you know, go deeper in that squat or what have you. And yeah. um, so it has the computer vision, the form feedback, and it's doing the rep counting. And then it's creating like programs based on your level of progression. So it tells you what you should be doing, you know, what you should work on next. And so it sounded like a, a guide with some extra bells and whistles. Yeah. And by some, you mean a whole bunch. <laughs> <laughs> by some, I mean a lot. <laughs> it's so, uh, it's interesting because when I see the pictures, it really reminds me of the Connect back in the day that was on the Xbox because right. they had all these fitness class, like fitness games that you could do when the Connect first came out. And they would have the Wii. Yeah, right. absolutely. But but the the connect in particular, the reason I say that it reminds me of that is because when you would do a move and you weren't lined up correctly, it could see your joints and it would tell you like, here's where you're off. Um, and so that's why I've I've been saying for a long time now that a lot of these the, the cameras, I feel like they're they're just so reminiscent of connect. Now, I do right. think that Altus is is taking it a step further and saying, you you can now based on what you're doing we can indicate what classes you should be taking i don't feel right, like right. anybody has successfully done that with the camera feedback yet so i think that's yeah. that's something different so it'll be it will be interesting to see especially because this isn't out widely yet so no. i i just feel like this is like the worst time to be putting something like it's this on the market it's such a crowded space right? it is 
Yeah, that's what I thought as well. But it's like these a lot of these players had been working on products when it wasn't a bad time. <laughs> so now yeah, right. yeah, yeah it was like, a good time. It, yeah, it takes years to develop a product like this. So it's <laughs> right. not like they started it six months ago and they should have known better. Right. It's yeah. Um, at the time been, they were like, We're going to break new ground, and then it was like, Oh, well crap. Right. <laughs> right. They've been working on this for a couple years. And they're just now at the point where they could start taking orders right at this point when the this space is all saturated. Yeah. But so they're what they're trying to do, similarly to another product that I can't remember the name of. It was a guy that came into my clubhouse and he was from Australia and they've got a whole new strength training product as well that they're they're about to drop that they've been working on for years. But uh, but they're trying to go B2B. This company, Altus, they're trying to appeal to like uh, not just the consumer but also to like hotels they they want this in hotel rooms all over the place so they they announced it at like a hyatt and now they're trying to work a deal with hyatt hotels i do think that's smart i do think that that is something that i i feel like a lot of people when they're traveling want to have access to um i know that like we talked about before more and more people you know they're they they don't want to go to the gym, even if it's the hotel gym in the same building. I think they're just getting used to working out at home. So having an option baked into your hotel room. But then you know, that does beg the question, if it's in your hotel room, okay, well, if it's in the room you're in, mm-hmm. then now you got to store weights or something or, you know, figure out a way to do that. So I'm not sure how that would work because people are, I don't know if you guys know this, but people are not known for being respectful mm-hmm. whenever they go to hotel rooms. So I just... You know, just putting that out there. Yeah, I wonder if, you know, maybe the hotels do a thing where they bring weights to your room if you decide to use it or you check them out with the driver's license or something like that. I do feel like hotels are maybe trying to move towards phasing out their gyms, right? Like that's that's a space that doesn't really generate revenue. And so if they can flip that square footage into something that generates revenue, a restaurant or a banquet room, you know, having the ability to work out in your room that could easily offset the investment of putting a device like this hmm. in a hotel room. Yeah. Especially on the more upscale hotels. They could even, you know, have like, well, every room gets an Atlas or, a, or Altus or a guide, but then for $40 a night more, we put a Peloton in your room. Yeah. Right. You maybe. Know. Maybe. That's you know what was. I remember one year in um, we, we were going to homecoming, Erica and I, mm-hmm. it, it may have been the last one we went to. I don't remember, but we stayed at a hotel that Peloton suggested. It was one of their, right. it was that hotels. one up the street that, yeah. Cause it had Peloton all over the, it was, we, it was we stayed there too. Peloton. And it was branded yeah. Peloton. When you walked in, everything was Peloton all over it. Yeah. And in our room, there was, I don't know what the device was, but there was some device in our room for getting a workout in we had a, a screen and you were supposed to follow along but i don't remember what it was but i remember thinking when i saw it i didn't know the, the maker i didn't know who the company was and i remember thinking i don't want to work out in my in the room really? like, i'd rather go down to the gym interesting but i remember i didn't even try it i it, it looked cool looked pretty neat but my mind was just like the gym's yeah. down there and there's Peloton's down there. So yeah, yeah. yeah. let's go down there. Yeah. Right. I get that, especially if, you know, you're at a Peloton event and there's a Peloton down there. Yeah. But <laughs> right. 
if you would have been able to get a Peloton in your room, would that have now, changed anything? That would have changed things. So, okay. so you're right. It may have just been specifically because I was a Peloton fan and I just wanted to do Peloton content. And yeah. that content just didn't appeal to me. You know, it just kind of looked generic. I remember thinking that the trainer looked generic, the the work stuff they they were doing looked generic. You know, I was just like, eh, nah. <laughs> yeah. And, and obviously, some a lot of hotels, especially in a in a big city like New York or San Francisco, that you know those rooms might not have the footprint. To put right. a Peloton in. So, yeah, that's so we talked too. a couple weeks ago, I mean, it was last week about a hotel that was doing it. Well, they had set aside rooms with Pelotons and you could rent mm-hmm. for like $25 an hour. Mm-hmm. And so, wow. you know, like you I, could, yeah, you could, you, you would stay in your room, but then they had these other rooms blocked off and then you would just go, you would use it. And then it would be like a personal room for an hour and then it would get cleaned in between the next one. So you would have wow. your own space to work out, but it was, would be a room that's just for you. So um, I really liked that. I felt like that was a really good, like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like I said, it just makes me wonder if gyms are starting to go, starting to get phased out of hotels in favor of something like this, especially when you figure that square footage in some hotels is going to be at such a premium. It giving up three or four hotel rooms to put in a restaurant or whatever. That's a really good, that can generate, revenue yeah unlike a gym a, i mean a gym's a perk and people might choose a hotel based on the quality of the but it gym. doesn't bring in new revenue it, in it, the same right. way totally especially when if you're like oh we can bring it right to your room the right. thing you've probably been doing at home anyway mm-hmm. yeah right. and we could charge you right an fee? yeah yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, now instead of the gym being this free thing you have access to now that now this the gym quote-unquote concept is is generating revenue and what right. used to be the gym can generate revenue. Like I think yeah. you, I think you will I think you will always have some places that don't do that, but sure. I definitely see that happening in more and more places just based on what yeah. we're this type of thing that we're seeing. Right. So I, I definitely think that's that's gonna be happening. So interesting. Yeah. Interesting stuff. When I when I was looking at this thing, I'm thinking, what I mean, if if this thing kind of catches, it was kind of like when tempo moved came out yeah and we thought and i don't think the guy was out yet and we were like ain't that just like the guy kind of right and right then the guy drops and now this thing drops to me it kind of just shines a brighter light on capabilities of the guide you, you know what i mean it's like yeah. you start you start to wonder when will those capabilities make it to the guide why aren't they there and why now? aren't they yeah <laughs> right, well, right. Then, you know honestly when i was when we were talking about this and I'm watching the B-roll and the news story play, my, my thought was, do you think these people really want to sell these things or was this only ever dis- built to be acquired? Right? Like, yeah. like we've created this technology and we figured out how to do this and you could buy us and be done. Right. right. And yeah. then bake us into what you're already producing. We've already coded it. Right. That's a good point. Somebody yeah. in my group was like, yeah, it's a similar thing. Like, I wonder if they're going to be acquired. Yeah. And I thought the irony would be if, like, iFit acquires them. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, if, if, like, Peloton might look at it and go, these are things we're trying to do, and we haven't gotten there yet. And instead of spending all this these labor hours to try to get there, like, right. we could just buy this and be like, okay. And we've done. Port it in and pull it and make it done. On the flip right. side, if you're iFit – and you want to, and you you feel like you should have a guide equivalent, right? One check, and you're there. You know, and you're there. 
Right. So, so yeah, kind of cool. It is. Yeah, it is. And then uh, also uh, you found a story about Full Sail University, which I've never. I don't know who of. they are. Yeah. I never heard of that. Okay. But- <laughs> you, you tell I got to I got to give you guys a statistic that may post it may may Serkoff, uh may may on the leaderboard. Uh-huh. She she you know, she's in the industry where she helps people, you know, get placed in colleges and things like that. So she's right. really in the know about the university world. And so she quickly looked up this this, you know, some stats about Full Sail University. Right. Um, right. Well, this should be fascinating. And uh, <laughs> I don't remember all of what she said. It's down there in the comments of this particular article, Tom, if you want to pull it up. But what I do remember that stuck out to me, the graduation rate, 29 percent 29 percent how is that like i i have never heard of that being a university oh i don't see her message yeah she she eventually removed it and only because i was like i was challenging the context of that but and she and she kind of removed it but good point so echelon partners with them with the idea that they'll echelon is going to fund this lab and so then there'll be this equipment and then the students there can uh, use that to then as part of their you know their projects they're learning technology and then echelon benefits because they might get some innovative thoughts out of what these students are doing for free right so that was kind of the context yeah and so that idea is what i was posting out about that's pretty neat right they 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 shell a little bit of money out. University has some kids there that might give you some ideas. On top of that, they might become like uh, vested in your company. And now you got young minds that now in the future, they're sticking to Echelon and might get other people to come to Echelon because they started in that in college. Yeah. So I just thought it was kind of a pretty, pretty neat concept. But yeah, yeah then, of course, May brought up that whole the, the fact that um, Chris was talking about that. Well, I don't know. The, the, how good is this university? Their graduation rate is so low and um, they're not only in person, but they're also online. It's like 50 for 50 online in person. Right. So there were like there's questions about their viability as a university. Right? Yeah. So that's and I guess it's, it's that could be a tough metric to judge something by, too, because some schools aren't designed to necessarily graduate students. Like, I don't mean that in a, in a, right. in a shitty way, even, but it's designed to like maybe you go there and you, you take a like a continuing education course to get more advanced in your field or more knowledge in your field, but you're not really looking to get a degree from there. So I don't know right. if that, that sort of stuff gets factored into those numbers or how right. that works. And that's know? where I was. I wasn't quite sure how they factored in. I was, I was like, and so I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we should be talking to like graduation rate because like, like what is that saying? Like a corporation shouldn't support uh, yeah, that's an education good... facility because their graduation rate is low. Like, yeah, like what are, yeah. where are we going with this? It's, so, it so... is kind of an interesting debate in terms of like, uh, you know, cart before the horse in terms of like, right. should you provide more resources to a school that has a low graduation rate to help the people right. that aren't graduating? Or is that low graduation rate indicative of a school that just isn't very good or it is, it's right. a for-profit school and is just churning people for for the student loan money you know it's right it, it can, yeah. there's a lot i just thought it was a, it, it is yeah a it was just a slippery impact. slope to start getting into that dicey it, kind of conversation and so it i just absolutely tried to pull it back is to but, just but, about the context but don't you think that it's kind of interesting it, because 
I feel like it's it's still a relevant statistic to at least consider, given that there are so many universities out there that have a much higher uh, percentage, whether they're for profit or not for profit. And so I still I find the concept interesting and still worth noting to me. I feel like that's yeah. worth noting. Um, yeah, it may have played. It may have played in who would have accepted, you know, that partnership. Maybe yeah. like I, I don't know. So I hear you there. Um, but yeah, that, I think that's why she removed it because I started I started thinking, oh, that's kind of slippery slope. But I don't know if we should start talking about that right now. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a fascinating argument. I know that that's we're really far removed from Peloton. At yeah, this we point. are. Like, we but are. But I I do find that concept interesting. Of like, when is that indicative of a bad school, and when is that indicative of a school that needs more resources? And you know, either right. way, either way, I will give echelon props for coming up with a unique way to come up with research so you're not <laughs> I, gonna i don't think you're gonna hear me say that very often well i i will say it's not all that unique it's like, not lots it's, of it's not unique yeah. but, but it, it's different than everybody else is sure. doing in connected fitness that's fair they right. didn't just follow fair, yeah. what peloton did or they didn't just follow what the mirror did you know right. so like i'm giving them points for that but the concept yep. itself is not unique i realize that yeah. Th that's what i learned i didn't know i thought when i posted it i thought it was unique i was like wow that's kind of unique right and then people came to be like no nah, nah, apple already does that <laughs> they started telling me these other people that do that but basically the question i was asking really was should peloton do that yeah like should peloton go collaborate with a university and build them a lab and have you know, interns in classes at universities, like helping them with innovation. Yeah, I don't free. know. That's it's <laughs> like right now the optics are so weird for them. Every time they do something that isn't directly generating revenue, people scream right. murder about it. Right. Like, uh, yeah, well, you know, you laid off these people, but you can do this. You laid off these right. people, but you can do that. And it's just like, OK, I mean, I get that. But you also need to do what's right for the company. You, It's right. not like, well, we'll just sit here and tread water until we can hire everybody back. Like, that's not how it works, you know. So I I can appreciate yeah. that. I can appreciate yeah. that because they, Peloton donated, donated money to some organization last month. I don't even remember what it was. But my oh, first okay. invest, my first investor thought was, why are you giving away money? You ain't got no money. And then I was like, yeah, and that was the week you weren't able to be on the show. And I had seen that you wrote that. And I did. I did bring that point up in our show because of that. I, I didn't say it was just from you, but I just made it general. But but my my point is, I don't think you were the only person asking that question. And I think it is really? a fair question to be asked. Yeah, I asked the question and then I went, but wait a minute, that's a really good place to donate money like, right, i wasn't right, sure right. what side of that i should be on I'm well you can be both in my yeah. opinion you're not saying that you shouldn't donate to good causes you are saying right. if you guys are thinly capitalized then what why are, are you giving, giving away money away <laughs> I, mean, I think i think both are fair questions to ask and and it's right, probably I mean, to do with taxes and all kinds of crap right, and it's a different budget yeah Terry right item and <laughs> right it's like yeah it's it's a whole corporate structure and by that, I mean, it was just Shell weird. Game. Yeah. <laughs> Shell game, right. It was just weird. Like you, you just said you spent 700 and some odd million dollars in a quarter. Right. And then, and then you said, and then we got a $750 million loan that none of you, nobody knew about. <laughs> oh, and by the way, we have about 8 million in cash and cash equivalents on hand so yeah. what does that mean you would have been at zero at 
Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is this telling me? Oh, and then, by the way, I'm just I just donated some money. So I was just using my uh, layman John Mills home checkbook budgeting, you know, scenarios. <laughs> and I would have went, I can't donate this month because I ain't got no money. Yeah. I just borrowed some. Like you so fired that, up was, your old peach tree software. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't donate to the fireman's fund this month because right. I just borrowed from Western Union. I don't, I Sorry, don't UNICEF. It's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us and uh and finding those those articles. Those are always interesting. And all of your fabulous commentary yes. because it's the best. <laughs> yes. But until until next week, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me in my Facebook group or page, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on the tickety-tock, Run, Lift, and Live. <laughs> or they can find me at runliftandlive.com. Awesome. That's wonderful. Man, oh man, do you love your AG1? I really do. You do. It's a wonderful tasting drink. And it also makes me feel good. Like it's a great way to start the day. Uh, You know, I grew up, my dad always had things like tomato juice first thing in the morning. I feel like AG1 is my tomato juice. (laughs) (laughs) This generation's V8. Yes, I I do. Uh, But I love the way it makes me feel. It's like I get all of my vitamins and I'm ready for the day just with a drink. And like I said, it's a good tasting drink and it can help replace your your multivitamin just by drinking an ag1 every day yes and not only did i replace my multivitamin with ag1 but i love that every scoop also includes prebiotics probiotics and digestive enzymes for gut support it also has vitamin c and zinc to support my immune health if there's one product i had to recommend to elevate your health it's ag1 and that's why i've partnered with them for so long if you want to take ownership of your health it starts with ag1 try ag1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash clipout. That's drinkag1.com slash clipout. Check it out. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each, so nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say, that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Getting the psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen or her long-running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show. She's written four best-selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection, and Intimacy. It's Dr. Jen. Welcome back. 
Hello. Great to be back. We're so glad to have you. And we have lots of clip out questions for you. People need help. Help. I love that. I love the clip out community and all of their questions. We do have some good good, uh, questions in our community. Uh, well, Kristen Shoes. Oh, it's sorry. funny, like just the different perceptions. You're Crystal's like, this is the difference between the two. She's like, we have some great questions, and I'm like, our listeners are a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, who isn't a hot mess in this day and age? Exactly. True. Ah, Very exactly. True. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kristen Schuster, she wrote in because she has a 12 year old daughter who dances. Uh, she's trying to encourage some healthy eating with her daughter and she feels like overall her daughter does well but the girls come to dance class with large starbucks drinks that are loaded with calories sugar and caffeine although her daughter dances many hours a day she hurt the mom Kristen tries to come at it from the angle of you're an athlete and you need to fill your body with good fuel but of course she wants to eat what the other kids are eating my concern Mm -hmm. is we have a history of obesity in our family a strong family history and I have a history of disordered eating being Kristen and uh, she wants her to grow up with good eating habits without making her daughter have a complex about it how do I do this I love this question And I also love her awareness of her own anxiety and her own issues, because as parents, that is really one of the keys to us parenting well. So I have a few pieces of advice. The first is watch any diet talk. Diet talk is anything that is diet culture. It is talking about foods in terms of good foods and bad foods. It's talking about your body in negative ways. It's talking about, oh, I'm so fat or, oh, I've gained weight. It's all of that kind of negative food and body talk that unfortunately women tend to do amongst each other. And sometimes we think, oh, my kids aren't hearing me, but you know what? They're in the other room. You're talking on the phone to your girlfriend going, oh, I ate so much this weekend. I probably gained five pounds. Oh, I hate the way I look. And you're basically teaching your daughter how to talk to herself. So it's important to be really aware. If you are struggling with those issues, then you want to work with someone who is a therapist or a registered dietitian who has an understanding of what I call intuitive eating. And intuitive eating is kind of the next part of the answer to her question, that you really want to encourage your daughter to listen to her body and to also to look at how her body responds to different foods. I don't believe in good foods and bad foods. I think that as soon as we start doing that, we start feeling guilty about certain foods. And what, we've, what the studies have shown is that when you withhold certain foods from yourself, or your child, when your child or you are then around those foods, you tend to lose control. So if there's a very different experience, if you eat something, then you're like, ooh, that made me feel sick, or oh, that gave me gas, or like, oh, I couldn't get through my workout, like, or I had stomach cramps, versus, and then you go, oh, you know, I'm not going to eat that next time, as opposed to, oh, that's bad. Oh, that's fattening. And that kind of thinking is what leads to eating disorders. When we start labeling foods like that, because what happens is that we start to say, well, that's bad. If I ate it, I must be bad, especially for kids. And then a lot of the time we also, there's a lot of that talk amongst each other. Oh, I was so bad this week. And I see this on Instagram all the time. Oh, I was bad. And it drives me crazy because it's very eating disorder thinking and it's very diet culture thinking. What we want to do is to teach our kids to honor their bodies by listening to their bodies and asking their bodies what they want by asking them how they felt after a certain meal. And if 
your daughter wants to be having Starbucks with her friends. Look, in my family, we talk a lot about grow foods when my kids were really little about what foods would help them grow and be strong as opposed to good foods and bad foods. And so what we want to do is talk about foods and nutrients that will help give you energy versus ones that are just fun foods. Again, not bad foods, but fun foods that are fun to eat and everybody likes to eat them and it's good to eat them. But we also want to make sure we give our bodies the food that they need to have fuel. Right. And I think it's really important for her to be exploring in her own therapy, kind of her own anxieties about her weight and her daughter's weight. And then last but not least, there are a few books that I would recommend. I would recommend Intuitive Eating by Elise Rash and Evelyn Triboli. I would also recommend Janine Roth's book, Breaking Free from Emotional Eating. Those are two of my absolute favorites. Wow. Well, that was a lot. And I love how there were very actionable items in all of your advice. You always give you always give great advice. Thank you. One other book I would recommend. Sorry. And that is How to Get Your Kids to Eat But Not Too Much by Ellen Satir. I love that you can rattle off the authors with the titles. Very impressive. (laughs) You should do this for a living. You know what? I should. I'm going to try that. (laughs) I have a good feeling. If you need any uh, recommendations or something, just let us know. We'll help you out. <laughs> you like to. Yeah, thank you, Tom. For sure. I'll call you later. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for all that great advice. We we greatly appreciate it. I'm sure listener did too. I've already forgotten the name. Kristen. That's who I am. Kristen. <laughs> Actually, I was pretty sure it was Kristen, but I knew as soon as I doubled down and said it. It would be wrong. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's I still call her like, hon, babe, wife. <laughs> it's only been a decade. I mean, just in case. I, I understand. I'm terrible with names, too. And the only thing I'm worse at is facial recognition. Unless they wrote a book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a bad combo. Yeah. <laughs> a terrible combo. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, where can people find you? Um, on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat at Dr. Jen Mann, two ends on Jen, two ends on man. And also every week uh, in style magazine online, hump day with Dr. Jen is my weekly column where I give relationship and sex advice. Instructors in the news. Another week, another pregnant instructor. <laughs> that seems to be what we're doing now. I, I do. And let me just say, we have more coming. Yeah. We, I, there at least two. Yeah. At least two, you guys. It's coming very soon. Very I like, soon. I was like, I don't know what to put in the water over there, but apparently it's semen. It is. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's very effective. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations to Dr. Chelsea Jackson Roberts, pregnant with her first child with her husband. They're both super excited about it. Her husband's name is Shane and uh, very, very cool. Now, Tom, you might remember that Dr. Roberts is always on with Jennifer Garner. Yeah. They go on live. And uh, so she told Jennifer Garner on one of the lives and it was a very sweet moment. Uh, So that was in that article that you just moved off of. Gotcha. Sorry. Uh, so if you scroll, you would be able to see the reaction. <laughs> <laughs> so she started crying. It was really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I um yeah, like I'm I'm starting to wonder, like, they clearly have to be orchestrating this because they have multiple instructors expecting simultaneously. And so I feel like there's some sort of like uh chat thread where it's I, like, how far along are you? 
I, I literally think their PR team is like, you do this, you do this, and then next week we'll have because it's once a week. And I right. think I would say in the next two weeks we're going to have at least one more, and then I would say in the next two weeks we'll have one more after that. Yeah. So. At least. Yeah. (laughs) Very exciting. So exciting. And uh, Chelsea's little baby bump could not be cuter. Oh, my God. It's adorable. So cute. So watch this space. And pretty soon, right when we're done announcing the pregnancies, we'll start to announce births. (laughs) Yeah. And here's here's the interesting thing. What is going to happen when all of these women are out on maternity leave at the same time? Well, Anybody have, wondering about that? They have like 75 instructors. No, they now. have 54. But actually, I have a theory about this. Okay. Um, my theory is one of the reasons that classes have been light is because they're already filming classes. Look at that. Look at that reaction. <laughs> uh, they're already filming classes for when they're going to be gone. That's what I think is happening. I think you have all these classes they're trying to get kind banked. of built up yeah. and banked. Yeah, that's what I think we're doing. <laughs> and okay. Jennifer Garner lost it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, from one milestone to another, uh, Matt Wilpers has gotten engaged. He has. Uh, Jessica Lee is his new fiance, and he uh, he put this out on Instagram on Friday. Real cash. Yeah. Um, and uh, now this one, it's always harder to tell a proposal is coming than a baby. Uh, sure. For obvious reasons. Yeah. But there, it, it, it's hard to speculate. Like, we think there's other people that are getting engaged at Peloton. But I feel like even the guys are harder to tell than the women. You just never know yeah. like what's going on. But he's been with her for three years, and so he has now made it official. So very exciting. It's funny because I know like the take on Power Zones, right, is that it's not fun. It's analytical, yeah. right? It's super focused on numbers and, Technical. and data. And so it's like it's it's not super emotional or fun. I think you can see it summed up in the pull quote in this article from Matt Wilpers on his engagement. I look forward to our future together. Like, <laughs> like that just exudes romance. Doesn't it? I, I agree. Like that just kind of sums up like you could just you could just see him being like very earnest, yes, but also very totally. serious. Like it's just it's just who he is. Like it is. Like I yeah. I look forward to our future together. I'm gonna start signing all our anniversary cards that way i look forward to our future (laughs) (laughs) well congrats congrats to matt wilpers and his fiance and people magazine is spotlighting jess king as she uh does her first maternity shoot yeah she showed off that baby bump on uh people magazine and uh (laughs) so now now the child's college has been paid for right right (laughs) People Magazine is good for that. Yes. And uh, all the instructors are going through major milestones this year, so they're all getting a payout. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. She's uh, sharing a lot. She's been very excited and apparently, you know, really struggling with body image during this time, which I hope she's able to, like, you know, give herself some grace about because, first of all, she's fine. Yeah. Like, try being a quote but unquote, that, you know, like average size. <laughs> totally. But you know what? That has to be a culture shock, right? I'm sure because it like is. you're Absolutely. a fitness instructor and and like your whole job is your body and she spent her entire adult life like 
basically sculpting her body through fitness and now she can't control what it's going to do i mean obviously she can to some degree but to a lot of degrees she can't right and so like that has to be like it's kind of like when you started exercising after having said for like 50 years that you would never exercise it's it's a shift in who you are your identity and and i'm only comparing the two because it's such a shift in her identity since her body is her identity since she uses it so publicly being in fitness. Like that's right. a really public look. Yeah. Um, so yeah. By I, virtue of definition, she's on display in that regard, yeah. whether she wants to be or not. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, the best to just King as well. It's just my, I need a new sweeper just for milestones. I know. Right. I know. And Christine Dierkley's wedding is just around the corner this Saturday. So you guys are going to be hearing this on Friday if you listen right away. And then boom, she's married on Saturday and she'll be back on Monday. I'm glad she's taking time off. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully there's like a bigger. Well, trip to planned. be fair, to be fair, it's a see you Monday. I'm clearly I'm actually not sure if this was like from a few days ago and she was because this is two days ago. So was that Sunday saying she'd see us Monday gotcha. or was that yeah, like I don't like how instagram timestamp i know i honestly cannot tell i cannot tell if she meant that she was going to be gone yeah so i don't know but she's getting married that's the important thing congrats to christine and i will also say i think it's safe to say that christine has the means to do whatever she wants for a honeymoon yeah so if she's not taking one it's because she does not want to take absolutely (laughs) a hundred percent yes pop sugar sat down with olivia motto with uh tips for i guess she had some uh, high heel shoes that people were sharing because they're very very tall like platform (laughs) they're almost as tall as she is (laughs) (laughs) like seriously they're like five six inches tall they're they're really really tall but uh she has secret for walking in them and she shares it in pop sugar okay I don't know what secret. Honestly, I don't care. I would never wear shoes like that. Please don't, because yeah. I'm already short. I know. So Tom. don't add like six inches to your height. I, I won't. <laughs> uh, I would definitely fall over and die if I tried. No matter what her secret is, it's not going to work for me. Yeah, so. you'd spend the whole time holding on to me. Yeah, I'd be like, walk right in front of me and let me hold on to your shoulders. And it, so what would be the point of wearing them? Yes. <laughs> That's why I stopped wearing them. I know. I don't blame you. <laughs> and if you would like more tips... We have tips from uh, Emma Lovewell on how to wear makeup while you sweat during a workout. Yeah, and this this has got to be a crazy thing for for the women who wear makeup while they while they teach a class. Like <laughs> just so much sweat. Yeah. Um. She she talks about relying on primer, which I can definitely see why that is important because it kind of like fills everything in, and then the the makeup sits on top of it and sticks to it. So okay, you would definitely need that, but. I can't imagine all the layers because she talks about now you put on a liquid base and then there's there's like now there's going to be waterproof mascara. All of these things make sense. It's just a lot, a lot of liquid, a lot of layers you got to put on. Totally. So I have a boy question. Okay. Or at least a this boy question. Okay. Some boys are wearing makeup. Yeah. Uh, Is this something anyone other than a fitness instructor would care about? Like do women really wear makeup when they're working out if they're not? on display in the capacity of of an instructor like this well 
first of all, there's a whole lot of people that do selfies when they're done working out. So okay, I, um, guess, yeah. I think that there are people and people that go into the studio. Uh, I know that we have males do that in two years, but I do know when I was there, there were legit people putting on makeup so that when they got done with their class and they took their picture with their instructor, they, they looked look good. good. Gotcha. Um, so it's totally a thing. However, I think that the different tips that you're getting here would still be great for anything because like, let's say you have an outdoor wedding. Right. It's super hot. Exactly. Exactly. So I think it could be used for multiple things. It's just it happens to be her secrets for the bike. Sure. I mean, I guess if it can withstand a workout, it can withstand a 90 degree outdoor wedding. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which sadly we have stood through. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and I say stood because they didn't have chairs. That's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sam Yo went to L.A. and uh, gave us a nice recap of his adventures on Instagram. So he went to L.A. and he was there for 72 hours. And I'm really not clear what he was doing, but it looks like a lot of fun because there's a step and repeat wall and I see Disney and Meta. And Procter and Gamble. Yeah. So I don't know what he was doing, but uh, it looks like he had a fabulous time. Now, are any of these people? uh, Yeah. Nordstrom. Yeah. Are are any of these people famous? Do we know? Not to me, but they might be. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different ways to be famous these days. And and all of these people are young. So just because we don't recognize them doesn't mean a thing. He also had some boba in case you were wondering. So... Yeah, but uh, but yeah, he he had a good time. In he LA. definitely had a good time. I love whenever the instructors share their their journeys. So yes. he even had some uh, some some in, junk food. Yeah, in and out burger. All right, so you got to do that when you're in L.A. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna lie. In and out burger, I like I didn't. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah, like, I really I mean, like, don't get what people are so excited about. Like, I liked I, it, but it was not like it didn't blow my mind. It was I not life changing the way yeah. I thought it would be. The way people like rave make about these it. like make these journeys to where they i've got to go to in and out burger i'm just like it was a decent fast food burger yeah yeah I don't know. it was just it was it was okay yeah yeah and then of course he went to the walk of fame you got to do that yes gotta do that even though it smells like pee it, at least when we were there it smells like pee yeah i on my monkeys pages people are always getting their picture taken in front of the the monkey Ugh. star on the walk of fame and i'm like oh don't don't sit on the ground next to that don't, don't. lay down oh don't put your face don't. there oh my oh. god yeah <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah uh, i'm just it's... like oh i think i i think i got scabies just looking at that picture yeah but then i think about what a terrible mom i am because that one time we were in new york and sydney sat down on the subway and everyone simultaneously was like get your child out the yes. floor <laughs> cps was waiting for us at the next stop <laughs> <laughs> we're like we're Taurus. This we child doesn't know yet. Yeah, she's little. Yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, she's not grown an inch since. That day. It's been eight it was, years. It was the floor. Yeah. <laughs> if you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good, and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs, and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually 
really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread. Like I did not feel like I was giving up something. I was surprised at how big each slice of bread was. Here's the real test of a piece of bread. (laughs) I didn't make a sandwich with these. I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Clip out. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube, it's Angelo from MetPro here to answer all of your nutrition questions. Hey guys. Hi. Thank you for uh, coming back despite your busy, crazy week. (laughs) Yes, it has been a busy, crazy week, but I am glad to be here. Well, I know that Margaret Folkman Robertson is going to be happy that you're here because she is trying to figure out how to eat and when. Should it be before or after a workout? And how does she get enough protein in every day because it's tricky without using a shake or supplement? I vote for during the workout. Oh, during? Yeah. See, I Just... think, no. This is why we don't let you answer questions. Crystal's <laughs> like, that's why the tonal's been sticky. <laughs> Look, there's a worse option. Stop it. What? Stop it. There you go. You're going to make Angela leave. I'm going to change the I'm going to change the topic okay. and I'm going to tell you about Fran with cheeseburger. Back in the day when we were doing CrossFit workouts, there was the dare that you had to do Fran, which is a named workout, and you had to do it and then eat a cheeseburger. Oh. And if you get through it without, you know, hurling, then you apparently you were manly, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know what the thing is, but um, I feel sorry yes. for your custodial so, staff. That seems kind of <laughs> like the trick. I, I just picture a janitor over there being like, yeah, this is a great idea. Thanks a lot. Guess sure. who the custodial staff was back in the day, Tom? <laughs> you were looking at. OK, him. then I'll allow it. <laughs> That's the way it works. That's the way it works. Oh. Yep. OK, so Margaret, she had a question and I think I remember what it was. <laughs> it's been a while been a while how to eat when to eat and how to get enough protein so i'm i'm presuming um she's you know hitting her workouts uh and trying to position around that yes well again margaret if you've listened to our segment the answer is always it depends depends. (laughs) right it it, it depends so what will help for the listeners is tell us what your goal is is my primary goal is performance or to increase decrease my run time for a mile or my marathon time, or to hit a uh, PR on the Peloton, or to hit a PR on my tonal work, or whatever the case may be. Or my goal is to lose 10 pounds, and I've already lost 15, and now I'm... If we get a little bit more context, then I can be even more specific with my comments. But as general advice when it comes to these topics... What you want to do is eat frequently without putting yourself in line for digestive upset. That means is, you know, you've heard, yes, you should eat before you exercise and have breakfast. But if you're about to exercise and it makes you nauseous or gives you an upset stomach, it's not the end of the world if you eat right after. Try to get some fuel in you before and then try to get a little bit of fuel in you after as a general rule. 
when somebody starts with us in MetPro, we make it really simple because people say, how many times a day should I eat? What time should I eat? Everyone wakes up at a different time, goes to bed at a different time, has a different schedule and lifestyle. So what I want you to do is generally speaking, try to eat breakfast within about an hour of waking up. Breakfast stands for break fast. And you'll notice that when you break fast, it turns, it forces your metabolism to turn on, which is why when you have a light breakfast, you are actually hungrier for lunch. Most people realize that. Most people say, yeah, that is true. Why does that happen? Because your metabolism is actually turning on. So if you have breakfast within about an hour of waking up, then figure out a reasonable and ideally consistent time you can have lunch and dinner and then position a snack in between. If there's not enough time for a snack between breakfast and lunch, try to at least position a small snack between lunch and dinner. That snacking window is the priority. It is less convenient. Most people don't stop what they're doing at three o'clock for a snack, but the amount of time that elapses between lunch and dinner is usually much greater than it is between breakfast and lunch. So an afternoon snack can have profound positive impacts on blood sugar stabilization, appetite control, and routine. So if you can just do one meal a day, Believe it or not, pack an afternoon snack, breakfast and then an afternoon snack. As far as the protein for Margaret, there is nothing wrong with supplementary protein. That's what it was designed for. Um, it was designed for people who don't have time to cook an elaborate high protein meal and eat throughout the day. The people that started using it was bodybuilders. They were trying to get more protein throughout the day and they needed a convenient way of doing it. Now, what happened is marketing has kind of <laughs> twisted it a little bit over the years to be, oh, no, the protein powder is for weight loss. Well, no, protein is to get extra protein. If you want weight loss, then when you eat, I want you to eat something as satiating as possible. And I would actually rather you consume protein that's going to fill you up. Protein powder is not going to do that. Where protein powders come in is if you're not hungry you're just short on time and you want to get an infusion of protein, plan to have consumable protein at lunch and dinner. And then if you want to supplement once or twice a day, I personally use a vegan protein powder. I think it works really good for me, but there's lots of brands, lots of types of protein out there that are high in protein, low in carbs, low in calories that work excellently for that. So hopefully Margaret, that will help you kind of reason a little bit and figure out when you want to position things and how to spread out your meals. I think that was very helpful for Margaret. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much for all that. And if people would like this sort of nutritional information tailored for them in their fitness journeys, where can they find you? Yes. Come on over and talk to us at metpro.co slash TCO. We'd love to visit. Perfect. Thank you. Peloton in the news. The Financial Post is reporting that Peloton selling a stake in itself is unlikely. 
Yes, because their cash position is pretty comfortable. And this now, is coming from CEO Barry McCarthy, who told us that the monthly membership fee wouldn't be going up. So, Well, he also said that they were thinly <laughs> capitalized, but then they got their $750 billion they, dollar loan. They so thickened that up. Now it's all... <laughs> they got a little capitalization Viagra, and now they're, Stop it. they're good to go. <laughs> if your capitalization lasts for more than four hours, <laughs> consult your physician. <laughs> Yep, so that's that. Uh, yeah. What he, do they do if it lasts for more than four hours? What, do they lance it? I don't know. What, is it like, I don't know, because, like, I wonder if they, like, give you steroids or something. Because, um, like, whenever I had a really, really bad migraine, it literally lasted, like, 48 hours. And I could, it was so bad that, like, laying down hurt my head. Like, I had to just sit there. And um, they gave me steroids for it. And they said that it reduces the inflammation. So... I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's considered inflammation. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> My thought was like they show you pictures of like ugly people. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, but uh, back to this. Yeah, Barry McCarthy. He did some kind of that we talked about last week that he was going to be on a speech. Actually, it's not that we talked about it last week. To be fair, I saw it in John's group, Run, Lift, and Live. Okay. Because <laughs> I said. Dear God, somebody get Barry a muzzle. That's what it was. Because usually it would be Jill Woodworth that had done it, the yeah. talk, and she did it last year, but this year it was Barry. So he talked about uh, some other things. There are a bunch of quotes in here from him. Yes, at the current price, you'd have to be a moron to sell equity unless there's some spectacular increase in value. So that, I think that's it, definitely Barry. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> But I mean, I think it acknowledges that this that the share prices are so low. You, it's like giving it away. Like they, he does not expect it to stay at this price point, and yeah, so he's yeah. not going to sell right now. Yeah, which I, I agree. It's just that's such a berry thing to say. It is. Yeah, like freaking morons. I, you know what? I I know that on the one hand, people are like, get him someone to teach him. But on the other hand, like there's a, so, something to be said for transparency. You know where he stands. Uh, these financial people who follow Peloton, like I feel like there's like two major groups of people who follow Peloton really closely yeah. like we do. And I feel like there's there's one, it's the people like us that, well, like me, that just love Peloton. And so like I just watch every move they make. And there's a whole bunch of us out there like yeah. that. And then there's and people then, that are waiting for them to fail and rooting for yeah, it. Whatever. But then there's also a whole nother group of people and they are the financial people and they are like they're all the businessy types right and so so like they love barry the people who are like me that like love peloton and who peloton is we're not so sure about barry but then you have these financial people they all love barry i don't get it i don't get it mm. i mean i think it's because he you know, I think the financial people, they're not in love with the product. And to them, that's a selling point, right? Yeah. That they need somebody that's going to make unbiased decisions that aren't caught up in in a quote unquote vision. Vision's great as long as it's working. True, and, true. And, that's fair. And so they, they want someone that's going to go in and make hard choices. And he doesn't seem he does not seem scared to do it. Now, we'll see if they work. But <laughs> like, but. But he's out there making them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, you know, people talk about like the vision of Walt Disney, right? Yeah. Okay, there were a lot of years where Walt Disney as an investment shit the bed for a long time. For decades, that company was treading water because because they're visionary. And he was. But as soon as that company made a nickel, he'd pull out 10 cents 
and do something crazy like build a theme park and it happened to pay off so it, now we look back at it and we're like right. he's, he he's so smart he's a genius but even in the 80s people it was still touch and go about if walt if disney world was going to stay afloat yeah right so i mean fair. it took a long time for it to get solidified in a way that you're like this thing is never going to go away because it's that big and and some some ways he was a visionary in some ways he succeeded in spite of himself not because of it it's really hard to to disentangle sometimes well because at the end of the day we're we're all human including yeah. including barry including disney walt yeah. disney and and so there there's some things that are positive and there are some things that are not absolutely <laughs> so i just thought this was an interesting article yeah it's not necessarily peloton specific but it mentions peloton sure well how do, can it not the headline is it's time to retire the phrase pandemic stock and here's why and and if you ask the average person the name of pandemic stock almost their people are going to be like netflix zoom peloton yep so yeah exactly and uh they have a whole bunch of reasons why it's an interesting article but um i literally just thought it was interesting to bring up and and i think that regardless of where you you fall in like you think you should you think you shouldn't yeah I, i think that it will like the pandemic will I know it's hard to believe, but in five years, we're not going to think of it as a pandemic stock anymore. Yeah. You know, it'll just be a stock, assuming all those companies survive. Right. They will all just be a stock and they will it, it will be a whole new set of circumstances and things by then. And everyone will have kind of forgotten how we got there. Yeah, I know. I agree. It'll it'll just be an interesting footnote. Mm-hmm. And sad and sad. terrible, but a sad yes. footnote. <sighs> but anyway. That's that. You like my fancy Instagram post? I do. Uh, that's you can tell I'm in a hurry when I post these. Yeah, I'm just like. So there were some issues with uh, Apple Watches and the Peloton app this week. Yeah. So here's the deal. This isn't just an issue. Okay. It's done. So Apple Watch Series One and Two, apparently, this is other people telling me, mm-hmm. me this. They are considered defunct, obsolete, whatever you want to call it. Not just from Peloton, from everyone. From Apple. <laughs> um, yeah, Apple, exactly. And so so if you have a one or two and you use it you're, you, with Peloton, you don't anymore. Um, and now is the time to upgrade. Now, three appears to be on the bubble. Officially, it should, in theory, work because it should have the latest software updates from Apple. However... There are people that are re- reporting no issues and there are people reporting it has just come off their watch and there's no way to get it back. And the their watch is out of space to be able to put Peloton on there. So that's where we are. Uh, regardless of if it's working or it's not, my, my suggestion to you is it's time to upgrade because... It's, it, the it's, days are numbered. The days are numbered. The and, clock is ticking. Mm-hmm. So, and if I were you, I'd just go straight to the seven because you know how these things work. They're going to come out with 10 more. So. Right. Just just go straight to the big future proof yourself. Precore and Red Bull have announced a partnership. Precore, of course, now being Peloton commercial. Why does the headline say Precore when they said that they're now Peloton commercial? I don't know. Okay. That was one of the reasons I included this. I thought it was interesting. Maybe just because uh, from a clickbait standpoint, a clickbait's not the right word, but like an SEO standpoint, right. uh, that people know Precore. Like they know pre-core. Yeah, but any other time we're saying people put Peloton in the headline because that drives the But clicks. this is different because this is like commercial. This yeah. is commercial and Peloton is not known for commercial yet. Right. I, I don't know. That's yeah. just my guess. I have no idea. I'm guessing everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it's a new world. Like this, this going forward, it, these 
we can't go by what happened in the past with Peloton. It's all yeah. it's all based on new events. But at any rate, there's this uh, partnership and they're going to equip the new 3000 square foot state of the art fitness facility at Technology Campus. So Red Bull Racing has invested in this Technology Campus in Milton Kenyes. Ken- oh, I wish I knew how to pronounce that. Keens? Keen- sure, yeah. sure. Um, and uh, it's going to be all state of the art, high performance fitness and well-being fully equipped. So that's pretty cool that Precore yeah. is going to be doing that. And and regardless of why they're calling it that, I think it's really good for Peloton. This sets a very, very good precedence since it's the first major thing that has been announced since they started officially calling it Peloton commercial. Yeah. And uh, Peloton has a new senior vice president of global communications. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his first name. Something Boyd. Uh, The interesting thing about this is that he does not report to Barry. He reports to Dara, who's also an SVP. Okay. So that's just weird. Very weird. What what do you read into that? You look like you have thoughts that that means something. Uh, Because SVPs don't report to other SVPs. Gotcha. And in any other company that I've worked in, it would have been they both would report to Barry. It's weird. It's it's like why is Dara not just like another level above this guy? Like why like it's just weird. Okay. It's very weird. So Okay. We will watch this space. Hang on again. Okay. Peloton artist collaboration. We have two new artists series this week, both from people I've heard of that so I don't <laughs> feel as old <laughs> i know but harry styles is is young and very yes, hip uh, but he's so well known that even old people like me i could not name a single harry Styles song here's the thing but i, I know thought i is. liked him and then i was i did one of the classes and i was just like not blown away and and that's okay because like i can't i don't need to like all the music that we put yeah. out there i was bummed I was bummed because I, like you, Tom, was excited it was somebody I recognized. And I was like, oh, I'm going to know the songs. But I didn't. I know him from movies. Yeah. yeah. But- he was in Dunkirk and he's, I forget, is he Warlock or something? He's mm-hmm. one of the new Marvel characters that they did a post-credit scene with. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, But the next one. Nora Jones. Nora Jones. Do you remember the early 2000s when Nora Jones was everywhere? I do. Yeah. Uh, so she's back. She's got a new album. And of course, it dropped. And can I can I like do a complete segue on something I did not include but wanted to because I didn't want to include the video because it was a story. Can I just like go off on here? Sure. A little tangent. Okay. If you will. Okay. So. It's your show. Uh, <laughs> here's, the, here's the interesting thing about this. Yesterday, I think it was yesterday, DJ John Michael posted this long story and he was like, I see what you guys post about all of these artist series, and I would just like to tell you how I feel about it. And uh, he was going on and on about everybody has their favorites, everybody has this, everybody has that. And he was like, but here's the deal. You you don't just like go to the store and say, it sounded like you, Tom. Yeah. You don't just go to the store and you're like, okay, I would like a Nora Jones uh, right. artist series. 
got it. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Yes. He's like these these collaborations we work on for years. Yeah. He's like, uh, just and because it's your favorite artist does not mean your favorite artist wants to work with yeah. us. He's and like, even if they do, they're going to time it to the release of a new record or said, a book. Or, he said yeah. sometimes the artists aren't feeling it. Sometimes they're feeling it, but they want to wait till a new record, like you just said, yeah. new album, whatever. Uh, or sometimes they want to wait till they have a tour. Sometimes they want to wait till they have a book coming out. He's like, we have to do it based on what they want, not what we want. So yeah, we hear you that you want these things, and there's just something that some things are out of our control. Yeah, so it's funny because I say I I deal with this where I work all the time. Other people in the building, I book concerts if, if for people that don't know, and. Other people in the building are like, well, I don't know why you just don't get Lady Gaga. And I'm like, well, first off, our venue is too small for Lady Gaga. So you don't know what you're talking about. But also, <laughs> it's like you don't just go to the concert store and be like, oh, let's see. I'll take a Lady Gaga. I'll take a Taylor Swift. Like, it's, it does not work like that. So it's not like I, I don't know that those artists are popular. But thanks for your input. Now go back to your department. Exactly. <laughs> it's so much harder than people think it yeah, is. Absolutely. Well, I feel you, DJ John Michael. I, I thought that you would um, like hearing that because you like that behind the scenes type of stuff totally. from a music st- standpoint. But also, I just thought it was kind of nice that he was like, D-d-d-d. here's yeah. the deal. <laughs> <laughs> and he did it in his very DJ John Michael kind of way. So Peloton Celebrity Sightings. So we have a new Peloton member celebrity sighting. Uh, this one was cited by Alex Toussaint. He shared it. He did. And I apologize for the terrible image. But like I was trying to capture it because these stories go away before I get a chance. Totally. Like, by the time we record, they're gone. Yes. And but it's it, a lot of pain. To it's uh, rip D- them. DJ Khaled. He he posted on his tread he did yeah he was doing he was doing a class at his tread and he was actually doing a scenic class he was doing the newest one with mariana from puerto rico how cool is that in case you missed it rebecca kennedy has a new uh set of set of strength (laughs) classes standing core yeah so it's all core classes but the idea is you don't have to get on the floor so you know like a lot of classes include planks or sit-ups or crunches things like that none of that in these this class so she has like all of these different things that you do the different moves like crunches but you might do side crunches instead of like laying on your back and touching your toes back and forth so 15 20 minute classes all standing core this is really good for people who have limited mobility so this is really awesome very glad to see it thank you so much for making sure this happened rebecca we really appreciate it and also there is a new uh, peloton apparel drop this time to support pride month and i saw people making fun of the fact that they features hoodies just in time for june yeah yeah um so the the entire collection was two hoodies and a pair of socks (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And uh, they called it a launch. It's the the weird. This is so weird. Okay. So I get that there are a lot of things going on. So I get it. Peloton. Like you, you guys got some other irons in the fire. Totally get it. I'm okay with the fact that there's only three items, but here's the deal. Here's what might help you PR department tell us that it's just going to be three items because see last year there were eighteen thousand. <laughs> so when you go from eighteen thousand to three everyone bitches and then you guys hyped it up you were like oh, it's coming the pride collection on the 25th so we got all excited 
And then it was three things. A pair of socks. You can't even see that they're rainbow colored. They're in your shoes. <laughs> yeah, somebody said the, the part that's rainbow colored is the tip of the sock. So yeah. like, I guess, yeah, as soon as you put on shoes. Yeah, you can't even see it. And then there's a lot of people that don't even like these hoodies. I actually really like the black one, the yeah. one that's reverse tie-dye. Uh, but people said it gave them Tony the Tiger vibes. So uh, a lot of tiger jokes came out of that. Uh, I saw a picture of Benny Adami. This is the best pride wearing of the pride clothes he had the sweatshirt on and he cut off the sleeves oh he pulled a john mills but then he took it a step further he had on very adorable short shorts and then he took the sleeves and made them into leg warmers (laughs) i thought you were gonna say he made it a baby shark no but it looked amazing like it really worked it really really worked i was like that is creative you almost got me to buy that vinnie adami <laughs> but i'm Except never wearing leg warmers so it doesn't I, matter you don't know how to make them no i i don't i There's, would have to be like could you tell me in english please yes. because if you if you make it a, a tutorial in german i still can't do it because yeah. i don't know how to speak german fair enough yeah but it's still very cool anyway i liked the drop just you know, let us know there's only going to be three items. So we have a heads up so we don't get all pissy. Because yeah. that's what we do. We get pissy. <laughs> uh, people. Peloton birthdays. And finally, we have uh, one birthday this week. Jess King on May 29th. She's having a big week. She is. Uh, babies. So, birthdays. It's all happening. Yeah. So happy birthday to Jess King. Happy birthday. Checking in with the Peloton community. So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Ryan Fields. Hello. Hi. Hi, thank you guys for having me. Thanks for being here. Thank you for being here. Sounds like under normal circumstances, this would be expensive. (laughs) (laughs) She's got the copay on the way, Tom. Yeah, I was going to say the copay is not bad if it's part of health maintenance. I think there's no copay. So, you know, we can spin it that way. (laughs) If we talk about fitness, is it health maintenance? Can we skew it that way, you think? It should be. You know, some insurance plan, I think they give you a discount or something for joining a home gym. There we go. Yeah. Way to game the system. I I like like where your head's at. So, may I call you Ryan? Is that okay? Please, yes, okay. of course. Shoo. Like, yeah, if you call him doctor, he's going to bill you. That's true. That's call good him point. Ryan. Good point. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ryan, when did you become involved in the Peloton community? When did you get your Peloton? I got ours. We were like kind of probably on that cusp right before the pandemic because we had a little space for a homeish gym and started getting into it. Then I have always been a really big runner, so I did not see myself as a biker let alone indoor biker ever and i will tell you i do not like true spinning classes so i like the peloton i like the individual part of it to some degree and some of the longer workouts okay now i'm curious because a lot of people will say oh no no i don't like spin class so i don't like peloton but you're saying you don't like traditional spin class but you like peloton so what's different for you Although I do like the competitive side of the Peloton, like sort of see where I am on the leaderboard. I don't necessarily like it in a big room of sweaty people. And I actually thought initially I connected all things spinning with all things someone screaming at me in like spandex (laughs) and having to be in a really hot room, not like the actual workout part of it. So Okay, uh, I gotcha. And so if you have always been a big runner, how did you get involved with Pedal the Cause? That's actually what got me into it. So I came and started uh, working back at Sightman Cancer Center about 10 years ago, and Pedal the Cause was their big fundraiser. And I got really involved in it, started a team, started working towards it. And at the beginning, when you sort of are on the 
short end of the rides, these 12 mile rides, I was doing it on a mountain bike that I got when I was 13 for my bar mitzvah that probably weighed about as much as I did. Um, but I was in reasonable shape, so I could ride 12 miles on it. But as I got up and up, when I hit that 35 mile course, still on that bike on one of these September days that felt more like July, I'm like, okay, this is it. I got to get a real bike. Got to move past uh, the huffy. Yeah. Yes, yes exactly. yeah. It was a specialized rock hopper, but literally it was made out of steel. Oh, uh, it was an old one, but it held up for a long time. And then I have a 13 year old and a 10 year old. So this was back when we were getting bikes for the kids. So you had to keep up with them. And then I just really got into it. And as Jay and Davino, the old head of pedal, the cause used to say, he's like, you always need one more bike than you actually have. So <laughs> then it got into spending too much money on these pieces of equipment. So I have to ask, are you familiar with the Peloton road riders group? I'm not, no. I think you would fit in well there because their motto is let us help you spend money. I mean, that's their unofficial (laughs) motto. But they always have like the correct amount of bikes is X plus one. And they always show their new bikes off, even though they have a garage full of them and they're amazing bikes, all of them. So I think you'd fit in well there. Just another group to consider joining. I think you would have fun over there. Yeah. Uh, And then my wife's a big fitness person too. So she got really into it. One of us is probably on at different parts of the day. Fortunately, our schedules don't overlap so much, but we get a good use out of it. Oh, so you guys are constantly using the Peloton between the two of you then. Yeah, and she's gotten really into this. I think it's called Hardcore on the Floor. Yeah. Um, so she does a lot of that. And then she just got my son, who's 13, into doing this two-day arm challenge. <laughs> and my son, of course, as any 13-year-old looks at it, he's like, I could do that with three-pound weights forever. And, you know, like five minutes into it, he's like, I can't move my arms. <laughs> the, next day, the next day, he's asking us to open jars of peanut butter for him. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. That sounds exactly mm-hmm. right. Yep. And so for people who may not be familiar, what exactly is Pedal the Cause? So Pedal the Cause is a bike ride, not a race, although some people are pretty competitive with it. And (laughs) its mission is a world without cancer. That's kind of their tagline. And the goal is to raise funds that goes to support research and education and the overall mission of the Siteman Cancer Center here in St. Louis. And the main thing that Pedal does in an incredible way is dollar for dollar, every dollar that gets raised gets directed right back into the hands of the researchers at St. Louis Children's Hospital and Siteman Cancer Center that need it. And the real kind of overarching theme is that if you really want to get a grant funded, and that usually means through the federal government, you really need to have a lot of data and information to support it. The NIH and the government in general, they're not like a venture capital firm. They like safe investments. They like things that are going to succeed. So it takes a lot of upfront results just to sort of get the grant off the ground. But those upfront results cost a lot of money and take a lot of effort to get them off the ground. So this pedal that causes really for seed money to take great ideas and give them the venture capital they need to get them off the ground. And their proof is kind of in the pudding in the sense of they're kind of like a nine to one investment. Every dollar that they've generated has generated another $9 in federal grant money. Wow. So they're doing a good job picking really good projects and funding really good projects. And the other, I think, just really exciting thing about Pedal of Causes, if you really think about most of these ideas, like if I write a grant to the federal government, it's got about a 8 or 9% chance of getting funded because there's a lot of good ideas and only the top 8 or 9% really get funded. So Pedal of Cause really takes these ideas and gets them in front of the, the real big dollar grants and gets them going. So you're the grant before the grant. Yep. It's literally like the venture capital. I mean, it is the seed money that 
gets it on the radar, gets it to the level where it can succeed. And the people that it helps the most, although I don't think of myself as old, I guess I'm older in the sense of mid-career, but like when I was just starting out 10 years ago, this was really the kind of money that helps young investigators, gets people who are just finishing school and are just full of bright ideas, finishing fellowship and gets this money off the ground or take someone in the mid part of their career who's got a new idea, a new angle, and they want to run with it and get them going in that way. Gotcha. So as somebody who knows nothing about how this works, does it help them at this point, not just from the money, but does the federal government maybe take a better look at the projects that you funnel their way because of your track record? Yeah, definitely. And I would say one of the biggest things is what it means to be a comprehensive cancer center, which Siteman is and Sloan Kettering and MD Anderson, about 30 of them around the country. To be a true comprehensive cancer center means the, the National Cancer Institute, the NIH, has recognized you as that because of your results and because of the research money you generate. But part of it is, how do you interact with and serve your community and vice versa? How does your community support you as a cancer center? So having something like Pedal the Cause, and which is our signature event for sure, goes a long way towards achieving and maintaining that status because it basically shows an investment of the community and in the cancer center and the community ways that we function as a group, serve our catchment area. So there's a lot of cancer centers around the country, but they're geographically distributed such that they serve the whole country. And so that's really part of the mission. So it goes a long way towards that. And we pick projects too, that really affect our catchment area in a major way. There's certain things that affect our population more than say New York or California. Really? Really? Like what would that be? There's a couple interesting ones. I mean, number one, not to get political at all, but Missouri has the absolute lowest cigarette tax in the country. Cigarettes are the cheaper in Missouri than any other state. And Hmm. because of that, more people smoke and because of that, more smoking associated cancers, much like lung cancer. So ways to address lung cancer is a big deal in our area. And whether that's public health efforts to make awareness to kind of get uh, advertisements out of kids' faces for smoking, things like that. So lung cancer is a big initiative here. There's a part of Missouri that sticks into Arkansas, the boot heel, and that area has some of the highest rates of early onset colorectal cancer in the country, and we really don't understand why. So to study that is a huge mission of our cancer center, both at the public health level and the genetic and genomic level. So there's just a couple examples of things that we really emphasize here. Wow. Yeah, I would have never guessed something like that. I had no idea. I would have thought the lowest cigarette tax would be like in a state like Virginia that grows... Tobacco. tobacco. Well, we, like, we grow tobacco in Missouri too, though, oh, don't do we? we? I, I think, don't know. Yeah. I think so. There's some growth. There's actually a lot. And then there's a lot of businesses and distribution areas because we're in the middle of the country, I think, that have fed into it. But I don't fully appreciate or understand the whys, but it's one of those facts. Yeah. 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 They can get crazy with all the reasoning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And going back to the existence of Pedal the Cause, I never would have thought that that affects the optics of your organization on the other end of the equation. I just thought it's like, it's a fundraising tool and that's the beginning and end of it. Yeah. And it started as a bunch of really, really motivated people sitting around the campfire as it were, or the bike course. And Bill Coleman, who started it, really realized the need for it. And the fact that this kind of seed money was important that to really catalyze research. And he got together with a bunch of other people and really just it sprung out of their idea. And it started as a less than 100 people into what it is now. And so it's just become a model. It's been copied at other cancer centers. So it's just been an un- unbelievable success. And people like Terry Grieg and others who have really been involved in it from the beginning are just deeply vested in its success. Wow. I don't think I ever fully appreciated the fact that Pedal the Cause is not necessarily nationwide. 
I thought it was something that every state <laughs> didn't realize it was it started here in Missouri. It's a pedal the cause scenario. There's another pedal the cause because Bill Coleman is, is in San Diego and has a relationship there. There's a second pedal the cause. And then there are some other versions of it, some bigger, some smaller around the country, because I think people have realized how successful it can be. There's one in Ohio State called Pelotonia that does an incredible job and others. It's just a great model because... As Jay and Davino used to say, said, listen, not everybody can run. Not everybody wants to go and, and do certain events, but everybody at one point in their life has been on a bike. And even if they're not in biking shape now, they can spin or they want to volunteer. It's such an easy way to do for a lot of different people to participate and, and patience too. I mean, I don't know the exact number, but a lot of the teams are patient-based. A lot of the riders, I'm sure more than half are either cancer survivors, cancer fighters, families that are honoring loved ones. So it's just, it's an incredible celebration. Yeah, it's pretty cool to be out there. Last year was the first year I was there and I know it was very small and scaled back because of the pandemic. So I'm excited to see what it's going to look like this year. And for people that don't know, it's the weekend of September 24th this year, I believe. Um, Correct. And um, I'm just looking at my outlook. Yep, that's it. Because <laughs> that's my birthday. Ooh, exactly. That's exactly oh, why go. I know All that. Right. <laughs> Sorry, honey, I'll be busy. Yeah. <laughs> you don't well, want to volunteer be... on your birthday? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's and great then... because they have so many different courses that you can do. Yes. They have courses that range from like this on the smaller end, like 15 miles all the way up to 100 miles. So you can get involved at any level you want to. And I think that that's really awesome. It's really difficult to decide like what kind of distance I want to do. And they have the spin zone well, for people that just want to ride the spin the, bike. And the gravel options now. So like Saturday's all gravel based courses. Oh, yeah. Um, a part off the Katy Trail and some other areas like that. And then Sunday's mostly all the road rides. But yeah, like you said, anything from I think the shortest is like 10, 15 miles all the way up to the century. And the century's got a lot of nice hills up by Six Flags area and Babbler Park and things like that. So it's a great course. And they do an incredible job with Chesterfield and Wildwood and all these areas with really good support from police departments and that sort of thing. That's wonderful. How long has this been going on? Over 10 years. I can't remember the exact first year. It was before I got here, but it's been maybe 10, 15 years, maybe something around okay. there. Yeah. Wow. And it used to be downtown. Went around there. They totally outgrew that, partly for parking. And sometimes there would be you know, other sporting events that would throw them off and playoff games and things. So, Well, what's more St. Louis than leaving downtown for Chesterfield? <laughs> <laughs> it's a local tradition. Yeah. <laughs> 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 They can make it true urban flight. They just start it downtown and ride out towards. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Too funny. So on the Peloton side of things, now, Mm -hmm. what kind of classes do you take? Like, do you ever get into power zone? Do you stick with the same instructor? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big power zone fan. I just like it because you could just, you totally individualize your, your workouts. And I've always been a big Matt Wilpers fan. Probably because my friends or even my wife thinks I'm nuts, but like I like the hour and a half ones or the hour <laughs> ones, you know, cause then it's more like, especially in the winter. I mean, because I'm a lot more of a fair weather biker. I don't really like it when it gets too cold out. So I'm all through the winter doing those and the longer ones are, I like the workout. So I'm a big power zone fan. That's wonderful. 90 yeah. minutes. That's a lot. 
Yeah. You know, I have mine in a room where there's a TV behind, so I'll be watching a basketball game or doing some other. So I don't, I'm not focused the whole time. Because, yeah, when they're like, all right, zone three for 12 minutes, well, okay, I got to zone out of something to just sit there. Puffing puffing. Well, you can't do that when you're outside. What do you do when you're outside? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, then I've at least got some good scenery. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I'm a Wilpers fan. Really, any of the power zone ones, though, I find myself drawn to those. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so I think it's probably obvious to people, but just in case it's not, you're an oncologist. So what kind of oncology do you practice? Is that rough being always on call? I would think an oncologist <laughs> oncologist would be difficult, <laughs> constant. When do you sleep? <laughs> There's Thank- no off colleges. <laughs> Thank God we warned him. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I'm a surgical oncologist. And I specialize in upper gastrointestinal cancers, so pancreas and and stomach cancer, tumors that have spread to the liver, which colon cancer and other GI cancers often do. And then I also take care of a lot of melanoma and skin cancer. Wow. That's a a good mix. Yeah, it is. It is. So I'm always, whether it's me or my two redheaded, blue-eyed kids, I have sunblock all the time. But I figure if I show up to work with a sunburn, it's like I've shown up as a lung cancer doctor smoking cigarettes yeah. or something. It doesn't look good. So Yeah, you'd get called to the carpet real quick. Yes. How can we trust exactly. this guy? Yeah. <laughs> and then my sort of life is about 50% seeing patients and then the operating room and the other half is doing research and working on the education side with our surgery residency program and our fellowship program and medical students. So it's a really nice mix of everything out of the job's one that's fun and different every day. I bet, yeah. You don't hear a lot of doctors that get to be involved in the research side and practice medicine in the field. Mm-hmm. So that's, I bet that's really exciting. What a great mix. It's exciting and there's definitely a very collegial kind of team science, team clinical aspect to oncology in general, but WashU and site. And I think it's just kind of that Midwest vibe. It's just a really fun place to work. It's not kind of cutthroat competitive that sort of thing it's just it is a lot of fun and there's just great people here oh. well you wouldn't want it to be cutthroat because everybody's got scalpels could <laughs> <laughs> be a, dangerous yeah it's a bad place <laughs> so when you were first considering this as a career field were you always like yeah i could cut a guy open like <laughs> or is that something that you yeah, got a fair question you gotta work your way up to? i would think that i'd be like even if i had the mindset to be a doctor i'd be like I don't know that I trust myself enough to cut a guy open. So when did that enter into your head of like, yes, I could not only cut him open, but then I could sew him back up because if all I could probably do the cutting open, like I think that part's probably simple. It's the stuff that comes after. (laughs) Well, this will be a pop culture test. It was either going to be like Doogie Hauser on one side or Dexter on the other side. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That was about the skill set. No, I didn't quite know what I wanted to do. I was in college in the sense that I was a chemistry major and a political science major. So I was like, okay, those are a little different. I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to go into until I got about halfway through college. And my mom, who's doing fine, was diagnosed with early breast cancer. And you just got interested in the science side of it. And then started working in a research lab where a lot of the people in the lab were surgery residents. They were taking a couple of years off to do research. This was at the University of Michigan. And they offered to take me into the operating room. And when I was captivated and enthralled, and that was sort of just hook, line, and sinker off in that direction. Because I really liked what they did in terms of how they help people. 
But at the same time, I saw the challenges in the sense of they'd operate on a lot of people whose cancer would come back. So trying to better understand that, I really like the research side too. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that kind of is the perfect position for you then to be able to do both because, yeah, that's what got you both yeah. sides of that. Interesting. And that's a great mm-hmm. example. So uh, my youngest son is a junior, and so he's thinking about college. And your story is kind uh-huh. of a perfect example of what I always tell him, which is not go be an oncologist because you don't want that kid cutting on you. No, but no, uh, um, where did I put this cowboy? Yeah, no, that would be the problem. He'd be like, where did I put the thread? <laughs> <laughs> but I always tell him, like, have a goal, have an aspiration, but be prepared to pivot. There are so many jobs mm-hmm. out there that you don't even know exist. Go after your dreams, but also realize that you might find something along the way that you like better and don't define that as losing or not achieving your thing if something else pulls you down a different path. I think a good liberal arts education for most kids is probably the best thing that they can stumble into because especially in this day and age, how many 18 year olds really know what they want to do. And even if they do, like you said, just because they haven't been exposed to the thing that might be perfect for them. And I I was definitely a product of that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And there are a lot more now it's very popular for people to defer, take a quote gap year, And it may not be that they change careers, but they just figure out a lot about themselves and life that makes them a little more successful into whatever they go into. Yeah, very true. We don't have the money for a gap year. We're more of an old Navy year. (laughs) (laughs) You know, your Doogie Howser Dexter analogy gave me a great idea. Hear me out. Oh, no. (laughs) A serial killer who's a child prodigy. (laughs) What? What? There we go. Come on. I like it. You would totally watch that show. I would. A 12-year-old killing people? Sign me up. You know, if he could morph it into something that had a lot of 80s music and pop culture references. There you go. Yeah. Ryan, that is our speed right there. Listen, as I understand it, Netflix is tanking, so I think they'll take any of these ideas. (laughs) That's a good point. That's a very good point. So now I'm curious, when you joined Peloton shortly before the pandemic, have you been exposed really to the classes that have a bunch of people in the studio? Do you have an opinion about the writers in studio versus the writer out of studio? This is a very Peloton generational thing. Yeah, I mean, I started out, I don't do a lot of live rides. So I'll tell you that I've probably done like 10 total. I'm just always doing the recorded ones for whatever reason. So even the older ones that I do where there's people in the studio, like I think about it a couple of times, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Because there was a professional cyclist who did a bunch of episodes uh, Christian, a long time ago. Christian Van Veld. Van Veld, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Van Veld. So I still like doing those a lot because they're fun rides. And when I'm doing them, I'm like, oh, look at all the people in the background. <laughs> uh, and then for the first time in like two years, my wife and I were back in New York City. This was just like a month ago, a couple of weeks ago. And we were like, oh, we should stop by the Peloton studio and see if there's like somebody in the window or we see somebody walking in. So I don't love them either way. Like one way that I don't, I only think about it briefly. But okay. It'll be nice when they get back into it. I've always wondered if they were going to branch out into other cities I and mean, open like a Peloton studio in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, they sure wouldn't pick here. <laughs> no, I'll they tell wouldn't. You that. If they were going to do another one in the U.S., it would probably be on the West Coast. But yeah, I was uh, say they San have, Francisco or something. They have fought that for years. People have been yep. begging for that, and they have always said no. So we shall see how things go. Because hey, mm-hmm. there's a new CEO, but I guarantee you, it will not be here. Yeah. <laughs> not going to be St. Louis. No, it will not. <laughs> I think Padu 
Luca has a better shot than St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> well, they probably had a store before we did, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but I'm curious, you went by the studio. So does that mean that like, if you had been there when the studio was open, would you have went in and taken a live class? I probably would have, especially if my wife wanted to do it. We're like, hey, let's just do it for the heck of it. It would have been fun. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For um, us Midwesterners, it's like a tourist thing, right? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's fun. People love to make their journeys there. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were just there a couple of weeks ago as well. And I was shocked to see that they had bodyguards outside now. There's big security guys. And then there's celebrities. Yeah. I believe I, it. I know. But like there were security guards at the door. Like that never used to be a thing. And now there's security guards walking them to their car. Like that didn't used to be a thing. So it's. It's an interesting time. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. What an evolution. Right? <laughs> there are some things on Peloton that like I bought it and my wife and I bought it and I said, oh, yep, I'm going to use this as a bike. And then I actually have been shocked like and never did it before. I've gotten really into yoga. Oh. Um, so I do a lot of the yogas, especially after a long day like oh, in the operating room where if you had a personal trainer or somebody or anybody who had anything to do with posture or whatever and they saw the way we stand for long periods of time yeah, you are like yeah you probably need an adjustment or chiropractor or something so i would think you're um, tight too like yeah because you gotta I hold be. everything I'd be, I'd be, yeah. and the stress you're, you're tight you're cramped and i am not a flexible person by nature and i've never been a stretcher in the sense of like well i'm gonna warm up and then stretch and then go for a run it was just like no open the door and go and then not probably do what I should have been doing afterwards. But I've really gotten to appreciate doing yoga. I don't think I'd ever do yoga in a group because I probably look so ridiculous, but I don't mind doing it with the door closed, like in my office at the end of the day or at home with the door closed too. That's, that's funny. I love it. Do you have like a favored yoga instructor that you go to? That's your go-to? I like Aditi Shaw because there's a good mix of kind of the beginner intermediate ones and she doesn't make you feel guilty about not being able to do some of the parts. And then I tend to like those yoga flow classes. So I've fallen into a lot of those ones. Yeah. My go-to for yoga when I don't feel like I know what I'm doing is Chelsea because she has this like tone to her voice. It's just like, it's okay. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I realize you can't even bend over half as far as I'm bending, but just concentrate on doing it so it feels good or until it starts to not feel good. Exactly. Exactly. So do you have any advice for people that are just getting a Peloton? Yeah, I think try a little bit of everything or I like a lot of the intro courses and things like that. Basically the how to's riding a road bike before. So I had a sense of some of it. And like, as we were talking earlier, I really, really like the power zone courses. Cause I think whether you're 85 years old and just getting onto a Peloton or 10 years old, 20 years old, whatever it is, and you're a Olympic cyclist, you can do a power zone ride with the same effort for yourself. So I really like those, but people seem intimidated by them a little bit. Cause yes. oh, I got to like take this fitness test mm-hmm. and yep. then what in the world do I do? What's my, no, it's a lot simpler than that. And if you like, like the other things, if you do the intro thing, you're like, okay, I get it. That's well, people are also sense. scared of those 90 minute classes you yeah. were talking about. They're scared <laughs> well, of the 60 minute classes minute too. Ones, yes. You have yep. to realize there's been an evolution with the platform because back in the day, whenever they started, almost all of their rides were 45 minutes. I mean, across the okay. board, everything was 45 minutes. There were no warm up classes. There were no cool down classes. Yep. Then people start asking for longer and longer classes. So they got the 60 and they got the 90. But at the same time, 
Peloton saw from their data, people really enjoyed shorter classes. So then you yeah. had started having all these 20 and 30 minute classes. So you have like these two groups of people that are, well, I want longer, which is more like what you're saying from a fitness, you like to do your power zone, you have that kind of thought process. But then on the other hand, you have all these people who are like, I only have 20 minutes to get a good workout in today or whatever their lifestyle is. Yeah. And so they're kind of very at odds with each other. And I think that's why people are scared of it. It's just the unknown. They have never tried the other side, whatever their side is. Oh, and I have a group of high school friends that we all stay in touch. And there's probably about 12 of us, I think, and eight of us have Pelotons. But of the eight, four of them, they just do it for the music. They love the music. They like particular instructors. It doesn't matter if it's 20 minutes or 60 minutes. They're doing that one on that day because of the music. Yeah. And a couple of friends, Jen Sherman, who does the, the pre-football ride. Yep. Well, they're on every Sunday morning before football to listen to Jen and what she has to say about the games. I think she wears a Jets jersey or something yep. that a couple of my friends were always making fun of her about. But yeah. Yeah. And also so those are some of the surprisingly hard rides to do, too, because she goes all out. And then she has a halftime at the yep. middle. Those are some of the roughest rides I've ever done. They're intense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, like I, and I do like some of the rides. Like I like some of the hit hills rides. I like when doing some of those Tabata rides. And like you said, I mean, then you're like about to fall off your bike exhausted. Yes. And the power zone, you can do, that's the other thing I like about power. You can do the power zone, the power zone max, the power zone endurance ones and get a little bit of all that. So. Yeah, and that's the best way to do it. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. a good variety. Mm -hmm. I have a rower and I've always wondered if they'll ever get into their next sort of thing. They got the treadmill, they got oh, yeah. the bike. Oh, yeah. It's, dropping, a rower. Uh, it's literally dropping on May 13th. So yeah, like it oh, will probably oh. be announced yeah. before yeah. this airs. Yeah, it, yeah. Probably, it probably will. Yeah, it should be announced wow. on homecoming. So you should be able to hear all the details about that very soon. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I think kind of what they're getting into probably is just what we're talking about is just it's a good variety of things you can do on the Peloton on or off the bike on or off the treadmill, the yoga stuff. It's all it's a good way to stay interested, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Before we let you go, let everybody know where they can find you if you would like to be found and how they can help pedal the cause, especially because I'd say somewhere between 96 to 99 percent of our listeners aren't in St. Louis. So <laughs> so maybe a way for them to help if they're not local. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the cool thing about pedal the cause is there's all these teams and most of the teams, of course, are people that are going to be riding or participating here in St. Louis. But a lot of the team members are really working with friends and family and networks around the country to help raise awareness, help raise money. So, of course, everybody would say, well, the best thing you could do is come here and ride and join my team. The second best thing you could do is support the team, support our ride by writing a check or helping us out in that way. But I think an equally important thing is just to be involved in something that you're passionate about that's going to help people in your neck of the woods. And whether that's your local cancer center, your local community organization. These are all things that, especially on the cancer side, there's so many ways to help people, whether it's contributing to research, whether it's helping with awareness and education, and or whether it's just really trying to support people who may need a little extra assistance getting to and from doctor's visits and things like that. We've had people start some incredible things in their neck of the woods. Awesome. And since, Crystal, um, you'll be participating, they can help you, Yeah, right? yeah. I'm on Terry Griggs' team, so it's powered by hope, and people can join, and I'll be posting my link to let people know how they can fundraise and i'll be out there doing one of yeah. the rides we'll see if i do the 50 miles that's what i have in my head but 
We'll see. It's April. We'll see how I feel about that as we get closer to September. <laughs> yeah. And I, I've worked closely with a family here that started a nonprofit to raise both money for research, but also awareness for melanoma. It's called Our Mark on Melanoma, or Our Mom. It's a group of kids, eight siblings whose mom passed away of melanoma, and they've Whoa. been very involved. So that's the team that I'm uh, captain and have been an honor to work with them. So they do everything from trying to teach kids about the horrible side of tanning beds and skin cancer risk at the kind of more teenage years and then all through uh, trying to raise money for research. So That's wonderful that they do that. So. Absolutely. And thank you for being so involved. Thank you for taking the time to do this and teaching us so much about what you do every day and just how the whole process works. We really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me and uh, look forward to hopefully seeing it pedal this year and being involved. It was great to connect. Thank you. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Uh, until next week, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and anywhere on the Peloton leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, facebook.com slash the clip out and if you've made it this far maybe leave us a review you must really like us yeah. this is very deep into the show so thank you for being here you should go leave us a review wherever you get your podcast <laughs> and uh, also don't forget you can find us on youtube at youtube.com slash the clip out so that's it for this one thanks for tuning in until next time keep pedaling and running 